1: Hello and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with...
0: Jason Shear. And... Hello, darkness, my old friend.
1: We have a not as fun podcast as we would have hoped tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arizona men's basketball did lose this evening against Utah. 81-66 to 66 was the final score. Utah, Utes. Dang you guys. Football and basketball. Not too shabby. Yes. That's the podcast. (laughs) The end. Um, We're just going to kind of keep this short and sweet this evening. Like me. I mean, you're not that short.
0: Not that sweet.
1: There you go. Um, How much should we overreact? Oh, my God. About this loss.
0: Well, if it was up to me, I think Arizona would stop playing call it it forever you know this and it actually pisses you off sometimes i don't overreact on losses at all i i think about it very rationally and sometimes you even get mad at me like why aren't you upset um for some reason i get more upset at football losses than i was gonna basketball say i'm more upset
1: about football losses than basketball because i
0: think with football you only get 12 games and you know if you You have to win seven of them or whatever to make a bowl, and if you don't, season over, all that crap.
1: They're a little more precious.
0: Right. With basketball, it's like, okay, Arizona lost. What's next? And then they're playing again. They play Sunday, and they have 19 conference games to make it up or whatever it is. Um, Is it a bad loss? I mean, look, I think the way it happened is a bad loss. Is it a bad loss in the grand scheme of things? Probably not. I think Utah is probably one of the better teams in the conference um you know is it were weaknesses exposed and all that yeah but I I think when you take a look at the game and I I take a look at a few factors I think come into play number one I thought Utah played well yeah they played Uh, great I mentioned in the podcast the preview podcast that their two-point defense was very good I thought that instead of trying to find ways for Arizona to try to find ways to score against Utah they settled i think they were very lazy offensively and tommy lloyd basically said yeah you want a few more threes to go in but you also want to take a few less four of 28 from three-point land is utterly ridiculous and it's not the four for 28 It's, it's the 28. why are you taking three after three after three when it's clear it's just not your night i also am a firm believer in the fact that things eventually return to normal I know one of the posters on the message board was discussing Indiana and said, look, eventually Indiana's shooting percentages are going to return, you know, to the mean. Like, they're out of control. Arizona's shooting percentages were literally some of the best that we've seen, like, ever. They were shooting 61% from the field through whatever amount of games that they have played. Seven. The number was clearly going to go down. Mm -hmm. It's basketball. Eventually, you have an off night. The problem was that everyone kind of had the off night together. Defensively, it's just the the energy wasn't there. You go against Maui and, you know, you go to Maui and you beat teams. And that's the thing, too. Like, I don't think a loss on the road in the Pac-12 on December 1st, by the way, the earliest Pac-12 season starts since 1989 because they decided to add the conference games. Pac-12, again, just doesn't know how to do anything. But you're going and you're playing your first true road game this early because you don't have an opportunity really. And you're going against Utah and it's a tough place to play, whether it's fill or filled or not. Um, but I don't think like a loss to Utah erases the fact that Arizona on a neutral court still beat Creighton, still beat San Diego State. Like they still beat good teams on a neutral court. People are talking about March and all that. You don't go on the road in March. You go on a neutral court. And I said it and I will say it again every time Arizona goes on the road. face anybody except for probably cal or stanford or oregon state it is very difficult to win on the road in college basketball and what you're going to see starting this week next week is teams are going to go on the road that hadn't been on the road all season and they're gonna lose games like creighton is a good team texas handled them at texas right you're gonna see top 10 teams lose the first times they go on the road because that's just what happens in college basketball. Winning on the road is hard. I'm not sitting here and saying Arizona fans shouldn't be disappointed. Of course they should be disappointed. You want Arizona to win every game. It's just that me, I'm I'm kind of an overall perspective guy. And I say to myself, um, yeah, they lost one. There's a lot more to go. It's not the end of the world, and when watching this game, I kind of got flashbacks to the game last year, where Arizona looked to be rolling, went on the road to place Colorado, and just got blown out, like, mm-hmm. it, and and it, they look Colorado looked like the better team. This kind and, and Arizona could guard them and all that. This kind of reminded me of this game, but. I mean, it happens, and you know, going back to the Pac-12 scheduling, it's just so stupid. And 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 I'm not saying that's why Arizona lost. Uh, Arizona lost because it didn't play well, but the scheduling itself is just so dumb because you have a conference game on the road, then you return home for a conference game, and Utah's doing the same thing except the opposite. So they're playing Washington State, so they're going to the road, and then Arizona doesn't have a conference game until December 31st. That's weird. So why why are you playing conference games now and then taking a month off for the conference games? It just it makes little sense, but nothing in the Pac twelve does make sense. But yeah, I mean I could analyze this, this, and this, but I'm a firm believer in, and especially with basketball more than football, more than any sport. Basketball's just one of those shit happens. Like if the ball's not going in the basket, there's only so much you can do. You gotta be a really good defensive team, and Arizona wasn't a really good defensive team and and they lost. And that's just what happens. I mean, sometimes it just doesn't go in. If it becomes a pattern, is when you get concerned. You get concerned and you worry about it. But
1: what was Arizona's last record last year? Wasn't it like a handful? Like
0: yeah, they lost the game. I mean, I mean, mean, every team in the country will lose games this year that they're not supposed to lose. That's college basketball. No one's gone undefeated since '76. No one's going undefeated this year. I mean, the closest thing would probably be Houston because their schedule sucks, but. They're not going undefeated. They'll lose to a team that that, uh, that that they shouldn't lose to also. I mean, no one is going to go undefeated. Every team in the country is going to lose to a team they shouldn't lose to. And that's just kind of how it works. So...
1: There we go. All right. Well, where do you think it went wrong tonight for the Wildcats?
0: Well, I mean, there's plenty of areas, but I think the number one is clearly the backcourt. I mean, the backcourt just didn't show up. There's just multiple players that didn't show up. Uh, you know, as Julius Valle finished with 20 points, but he needed 19 shots to do it. His defense was atrocious. Umar Ballo, 22.7 points, 7 rebounds. He's probably the only guy you could compliment, but his defense wasn't great either. Utah did a really nice job of bringing him out and making him guard. And if you remember, I really like Brandon Carlson. I said that and and I made the mistake of saying if Umar plays him even, Utah probably has minimal chance, but Umar did play him even, but he finished with 22 points. Um, you know, those guys offensively got the points, but then you look, Courtney Ramey got 11, but he took 13 shots to do it. Pella didn't make a shot, finished with two points. Kerr was one of nine, four points. Ademba Ball, no points. Boswell, no points. Cedric Henderson, three points. The the other guys just didn't show up offensively. And, and it, it, at the end of the day, you know, the bigs probably didn't get enough touches. And Tommy Lloyd said it too. There's no reason for a team with Arizona's size and strength inside. I mean, Arizona still finished with 40 points. There's no reason for Arizona to shoot 28 three-pointers. It's just, it's not the recipe for Arizona winning basketball games. That should be the most threes it shoots all season. The recipe for Arizona to win games is straightforward. Beat the other team on the glass, dominate inside, and and, and kind of go from there. And Arizona lost the rebounding, uh, Utah got more offensive rebounds and, and, and won the glass by nine. Uh, Arizona, just the, the guards didn't show up. The 28 threes, they, they didn't get the recipe to success that Arizona's known for, and, and they lost the game. But, I mean, the biggest thing is that the guards just didn't show up. The defense, I, and, and I thought, you know, you got to give credit to Craig Smith. I thought he coached a really nice game. I, I think he attacked Arizona offensively the way that other teams are probably going to try to do it, which is you bring the bigs and you make them guard and zoo can't guard in the perimeter and Balo can't really either. And he pulled them out using a pick and roll and he, uh, he really kind of took advantage of Arizona's bigs and, and did a really nice job there and, and absolutely deserves credit for that game plan. But at the end of the day, when you're starting backcourt, when you're starting guards, uh, I'll include Pella Larson are 11 for 37
1: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Indeed. Indeed, sir. Um, Okay, well, what are your legitimate concerns as opposed to illegitimate concerns moving forward? Yeah,
0: when I say legitimate concerns, I mean like what might be a pattern as opposed to, oh, yeah, like they didn't rebound that well, but is rebounding a concern? No, not really. They're still going to out-rebound most teams. Uh, I think you have to start getting concerned about Pella Larson's offense. I, I I think what we're seeing is he's he's in his head. Like he's not aggressive at all. He's, t- he's he's become a one-dimensional offensive player, jump shooter. He's he's just completely in his head, and he's better than that. And they got to kind of work him out of the funk. And I, I I like you see players on the message board being like bench Pella or get Kerr out of there. That's just not how basketball works. Like you got to let these kids work out of it. Um, Pella eventually you assume that you know he had 11 boards which is good didn't turn the ball over which is good but he's got to be better um offensively he's got to be himself uh you know Tubelis and Balo defensively are a concern I don't think that's going to improve a ton I don't worry about Kirk Cresa that was his first bad game of the season he still had nine assists to me the biggest concern moving forward is you know if you want to teach these kids a lesson like you want to pull Pella and talk to him you want to pull Kirk Riesel and talk to him or whatever it may be. The bench just isn't there for you to be able to do it. Arizona's bench had seven points. Henry Vesar had four of them, but just didn't defend well. Had three fouls. Cedric Henderson did not play well tonight. Uh, Kylan Boswell is clearly just not ready for this level right now. And Ademba Ball has done nothing this season. Your Arizona's bench is bad. And, and it's at the point where you wonder how much it's going to progress and where that progression is going to come from. I think Vasar will eventually become a little bit better. But, you know, Ademba Ball has to break out of a slump. Basel is probably too young and not necessarily ready right now. Cedric Henderson is better than we saw tonight. I don't know why he got the tack. I'm still trying to figure that out. But if you were to ask me, my biggest concern with Arizona, it's one, defense, especially the bigs and the teams that attack Arizona the right way. And number two, it uh, it would be the bench. I, I just The bench just isn't there. And I'm not confident that there's going to be any point this season where the bench gets there.
1: Okay. Was this because this is kind of a young team?
0: Yeah. I mean, look, it, the, it, you have to be able to develop guys. And, and so, like, you know, it, it's a, a double ball. The coaching staff believes in him. He's played well. Like, he played well in the scrimmage against St. Mary's. You've seen flashes last year at times. It's just not there right now. Colin Ball is 17 years old. FaceAR needs to get a little stronger. It's just not there. These guys are all going to be better next year. The problem is next year is next year, and this year is this year. So, and, and you know, it, and just to kind of close it out, you look around at the Pac-12. Big win for ASU over Colorado. Shout out to the Colorado publisher. Uh, big, <laughs> big, a big win for ASU over Colorado. Came back from 15 down. ASU's a, a pretty solid team, especially defensively. Um, you know, that was a nice win for them. And uh, I want to say, poor Cal because they play Arizona on Sunday and it's going to be a rough, rough game for them because I, 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 I actually, I'm not a big Don McLean guy, but I, I agree with him and a, actually more than usual on stuff he said in the broadcast. Number one, he said the idea of playing your first conference game on the road after Maui and a week layoff is just poor planning on the Pactols part and just rough and difficult to do. And number two, he said that this loss will galvanize Arizona I always think that first loss makes it easier to coach because if you're Tommy Lloyd and you're pointing to things and you're saying, this isn't good and this isn't good, but you still beat Creighton, as a player, a party in the back of your mind is probably like, whatever. Now that you lost, Tommy Lloyd, can you can watch film and it's a quick turnaround. There's a more leverage now. But yeah, you have more leverage. You're like, no, guys, I told you. And from what someone told us last night at dinner, at the team dinner, and uh, walk around, whatever, like Tommy Lloyd was adamant, like, you need to get focused. Like, the energy wasn't there. And and that happens like when UCLA lost to Baylor, I think it was Mick Cronin. Afterward, was like, yeah, I mean, these guys beat Norfolk State and thought they were awesome. It happens; they're still kids. I think we forget that sometimes they're they're still kids. But this makes Tommy Lloyd's message much easier. Cal sucks to begin with, so I think it'll be a good opportunity. And then they have a a, a week off, pretty much, and then Indiana. So we'll we'll find out more, but. At the end of the day, I'm just, and, and I get people freaking out, I guess, but I'm, I'm not the dude to be like, oh my God, it's all over. It is December 1st. There's four months left in the season. It'll be okay. Always look for a pattern, not a one-off. If this becomes a pattern, if Arizona doesn't shoot well, if Pell Larson sucks for a bunch of games as opposed to the last week, if Arizona's defense sucks for the next two weeks, worry. All good. Until then, I think people just have to assume, hey, Shit happens. Utah played well. Let's give them credit. Let's move on.
1: And Utah did play well. Yeah. And their fans are very loud.
0: Their fans are something.
1: Mm hmm. They like you.
0: Love me. Me and Utah fans forever. (laughs) Love them.
1: All right. Well,
0: we'll do the, uh, we'll be back on uh, Saturday.
1: uh, We'll see. I'll
0: be back on Saturday.
1: I have. Maybe we'll
0: record it on Friday.
1: Yeah, we're going to have to record it early because yeah, Saturday have ran a fall fest. Wait, shit. <laughs> I just had like a brain explosion. Miranda Holiday Festival. Yeah, so
0: we'll record it on Friday. But to be honest, it's going to be pretty short. Arizona's going to r- mop the floor with Cal. It's going to be. And honestly, if it's close, you feel free to freak out. And I'm not getting in anyone's way. You do you. Because that's Cal sucks, man. What is
1: in Mortal Kombat when it's. when it's Fatality? Fatality.
0: Babality is my favorite. The
1: Babality is cool. Who is your favorite character to play when you play Mortal Kombat?
0: I think I just use Sub Zero. I was say, so like all guys do no, Sub Zero. I like Liu Kang.
1: Liu Kang, really? Yeah. Oh. Interesting.
0: I could do that kick that he does where he goes across the room in the air. He
1: does, like, the bicycle kick? Yeah, I could do he that. he's like, oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, he's what?
1: <laughs> I don't know what he... Doesn't he uh, do, like, a it might
0: have been... I don't think that was racist, but we'll...
1: No, I wasn't <laughs> meaning... He does, like, a weird, like, noise he when does. he does that kick. He does. I Whatever. still played the
0: first Mortal Kombat. I remember my parents thought it was just... All the blood and guts was disgusting. So now when I get mad, I chop people's heads off.
1: Have you... The, the most recent ones, like, if... If that's your entry into Mortal Kombat as a parent, and then your kid's playing that game, then you should be concerned. Because the recent games are ridiculously gross.
0: I need to play more video games. Yeah, we do. I need to kill more people in video games. There we go. Anyway, appreciate you guys for joining us. They're down. Today a bird landed on Shelby's shoulder. I know, I texted
1: Jason and I was like, I have a friend who just landed on my shoulder. A bird was just hanging out and decided to land on my shoulder. And he said, whatever, Snow White.
0: Whatevs. Bear down, everyone. Shelby, what's your favorite video game of all time, speaking of video games? Oh,
1: this is hard. The Witcher 3 is incredible. And then Dragon Age Inquisition.
0: You heard it here first, folks. Those are the only two games I've ever seen Shelby play. That's I think she so played good. Final Fantasy No,
1: but my, my favorite game of all time. No, this is now bringing up memories. Is Final Fantasy nine
0: you are to play all three and get back to us rank them go